0: Welcome to Sam Pebbles as we continue to contemplate philosophical and theological questions from the working class perspective. Today's question is, uh, why does God hate the poor? This is a, a question that is very difficult to analyze rationally because of the nature of reason. Other than logical tautologies such as mathematics and pure logic, reason seems only to be capable of expressing pragmatic truth about the subject matter of its reasoning. That is, it only serves as a tool for solving a given problem, and the solution can only be proven false by the problem when the solution fails. Reason can never provide solutions that are true in all possible worlds, nor can it state a truth that is true in all possible worlds. I say seems because it always occurs when reason expresses doubt about its ability for certainty, it disproves itself either by formally stating that it is true, that there is no truth, or by stating that it, it is absolutely true that all truth is contingent or relative. Using seems to try to get around or to describe this problem or limitation on hu- human reason causes its own problems. What does seems mean? Does rational thought necessarily lead to a uh, phenomenological view of reality? that is worthless for anything but allowing academics to generate endless verbiage saying nothing about nothing since according to them there is nothing except what they are saying about the nothing that is out there. If I do not know what is out there how can it seem like something or anything? What does seem mean? What does any word mean? Uh, These are problems that we have discussed in the prior podcasts and these problems still exist when we uh try to deal into questions uh, such as this, dealing with the nature of God. I am trying to deal here with a real problem that has bothered many philosophers and myself my whole life. Uh, Does God hate the poor? Trying to resolve this problem in any way by religious faith, especially by Christian faith, always fails me, since I have no faith, so this problem continues to bother me. Responding to this problem by telling me that life is not a problem to be solved but a mystery or reality to be experienced only makes it worse by proving the severity of the problem. Why are there some people in life who have enough time on their hands and the opportunity not only to sit around and abstractly come up with bullshit such as this but they also have the motive, opportunity and ability to then go around and uh, if not lecture at least profess to others that life should be a mystery or what life should be. Why the majority of the world, including myself, is simply trying to survive and responding on a daily basis to problems and situations trying to destroy that survival. Sure telling the poor that they should be poor in spirit as well as poor materially would solve their spiritual suffering, if not their physical suffering. But why should anyone be poor in spirit and poor in material wealth and poor in their options in life when it is just as possible to be uh, wealthy and powerful and to be poor in spirit? The so-called church father, St. Augustine, is a perfect example of uh, to what I'm referring. Uh, He spends most of his life wealthy, carousing, fornicating, fathering and abandoning children, drinking and generally having an overall great time until he gets bored with such worldly pleasures, and decides that uh, he wants to possess outer uh, worldly pleasures. So he decides to be saved by belief in Jesus Christ. And now with the certainty of eternal life in heaven, he goes around lecturing to others to be poor and not to live life carousing, fornicating, fathering and abandoning children, uh, drinking and generally having an overall great time. Even uh, with this conversion, he does not become poor in spirit or materially in any way, instead of being a power to be among the upper class of his uh, native city of Hippo in North Africa, he becomes a power to be among the new power in antiquity, the Christian church. It was perfect timing. If he had stayed a rich pagan, uh, his class might have expected him to risk his life and to defend the city against the barbarian vandals coming to destroy them. Barbarian, that's a word used to describe ambitious poor people that are trying to become rich. Instead, by converting and becoming a church father, he avoided this personal and economic risk because the uh, vandals re- respected the church, church property, and uh, its ministers. The rich always get away with such hypocrisy. President George W. Bush is a great modern example. Here's a dude that spends most of his life as a lazy, ignorant cokehead that wastes what little education his family paid for him to receive and all the business opportunities he had until one day decides he wants to, wants to be president of the United States. At that point, he sees the light of Christianity and goes on to use preaching it and his family connections to become president and start two wars in which others do his killing for him. I am fully aware that but making such complaints that I come off as greedy, whiny, and spiteful as the poor usually do when complaining about their lot in life, unless they have reached the point of complete uh, depression, desperation, or starving in the street, at which point they become a temporary object of pity and charity for the rich. If the poor, either materially or in spirit, try to fight their way out of hopelessness and material poverty, they are considered greedy and spiteful barbarians again, unlike the rich and powerful whose greed, ambition, and aggressive competitiveness are the forces that make the economic world throughout history be sustainable and evolve, regardless of whether you call it barter, mercantilism, imperialism, capitalism, or whatever the present-day economicism may be. My intent here is not to complain about this problem. Such would be a waste and equivalent to complaining about it becoming dark at night. It is an undisputable and unchanging fact of life that cannot be altered by human action. That humanity is and always will be divided into the powerful who can create meaning for life and the remainder of the powerless whose meaning in life is to serve the meaning created by the powerful. With their only other choice being a lifetime of struggle, a meaningless struggle that they will always be destined to lose. The details of this division in human nature were best described by George Orwell in his book 1984, which I will discuss in my next podcast. For the working amateur Christian theologians out there, I want to point out that this issue is also a Christian theological issue. The New Testament quotes Jesus several times as saying, The poor, you will always have with you. Matthew 26.11, Mark 14.7. In John 12:8, so this is not only a, a philosophical issue, but also a significant deal, uh, theological issue that we will continue in the next podcast.